Hi, this is Adri. And this is Tati. And we are Madrehood, a podcast by two Latina moms that come together to discuss the full range of emotions and experiences that accompany Madrehood. Bueno pues, let's talk Madrehood. Hello. Hi everyone. Welcome back. Bienvenidas. This is our second episode, but before we start, we want to both say thank you to everyone for being so supportive of, with the first episode. We received a lot of good feedback and a lot of attention on social media. Yeah, we are very grateful for all the feedback and comments and attention, and we're just grateful and want to give thanks to all of our friends and family. Our family. And our new mama friends yes. out on social media. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome back. And thank you for sticking with us. Yes. So for today's episode, we are going to be talking about feeling alone in the motherhood journey. Um, we'll be sharing our stories and hope that other mothers out there and fathers also find some light in um, feeling alone when you are a parent. Yes. And before that, why don't we catch up? So, Adri, how's everything? Everything is good. I think it's been a it's been a good week. Um, I feel the weather's starting to get better, and I think for us parents, it's important because there's so much to do outside. Right. You know, like you don't have to be cooped up at home. So I'm really happy about that because we've been going out to the park a lot, taking wow. some walks. So everything good so far on my end. How about you? Good, good. Same. Um, just happy, you know. Also, the weather helps. Mm-hmm. Helps a lot. You know, just working hard at work and at home. Right. As usual. Yes. But everything is good overall. I mean, Mother's Day was all right, you know. Oh, yeah. Mother's Day was, like, two weeks ago. Do you want to talk about that? How was that for yeah. you? I mean, I think there's more expectation than what it really is because what it really is is just a day in you know you just maybe you get some gifts you get some congrats and that's that's fine Mm -hmm. it's fine and all but it's more than what you it's more of the expectation than what you actually do or how you feel or like a way of how you should feel versus how you actually feel I think yeah like there's so much emphasis on that day only and so much expectation right because you know you're like this is the day we get celebrated but then we're reminded that even on that day we still have to make breakfast for somebody or we still have to change a diaper for somebody or wherever else you are in your motherhood journey you know like you still are taking care of someone else and Mm -hmm. I think yeah sometimes you do like for me personally I felt like oh this is my day like does that mean, like, I get a day off, I go to the spa, <laughs> I go to get my nails done? Mm, or, like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, and, you know, that's something that is not a reality for me because I feel like I haven't been communicating that to my family, like my husband and my daughter. Obviously not my daughter because she's too little. (laughs) But, you know, I think moving forward, like I did tell my husband, for this one I wanted to sit it out for this Mother's Day. I was like planning ahead and I said, I don't really want to do anything that day. 
and he was like, what do you mean you don't want to do anything? I said, oh, I, I don't want to do the usual stuff, like, um, you know, get super stressed out about trying to find a restaurant to eat. And, yeah. you know, it's packed. It's Mother's Day, yeah, so it's, like, it's always so packed. packed. Stressing about, like, I have to get Luna's stuff together before we go out. Like, all these little details. I was like, I, I want kind of, like, a stress-free day. Yeah. And, um... You know, it didn't work out like that, so sort of. But um, there was more things, more things involved in what really happened. Um, but yeah, that's true. I mean, it is like rushing out the door with your baby and like making sure that you have your meal meals cooked for Monday when you go to work or whoever's gonna watch ahead. your kid. Plan ahead. It's it's more stressful than it should be. And for me, I was planning on, like, going on a spa day or my husband was going to give me, like, a, a massage, mm -hmm. like, place to go to as a gift. Yeah. But I couldn't find anything. And I was like, you know what? Forget this. Like, I'll just stay at home. Mm -hmm. And it was rainy, too. Yeah, the weather day. was horrible. Bad day. Yeah. So I think, yeah, like, not doing anything but still working at home, that was, like the same like a regular day <laughs> like a regular day right yeah. a regular sunday yeah it is like that but i think for me moving forward like i told my husband i want a stress-free day i think these holidays are so commercialized and it's all about spending it's about like you know like topping off the gift like oh i have to give you this bigger thing this year and this and like i feel there's everyday moments that we could say thank you yeah that we can feel appreciated yeah as mothers you know mother's like, day is everything like a, you know a bouquet of flowers on a friday because you happen to be like hey this week it was crazy for you at home or you know i just want to say thank you i appreciate you or just little details that i think matter throughout the whole year yeah <laughs> not just a mother's day like i don't want to get like five bouquets of flowers on Mother's Day, day. Yeah. because like these flowers die and like I just feel like it's just too much it's, it's too, too much. much it is a commercialized day it's just too hype it's like oh you know Mother's Day savings Mother's Day it's just all about spending so for us as family we talked about it and we said we want to just move forward and just take each holiday like on a chill like kind of like nice just relax not just go crazy yeah you know? I do so, have to say I enjoy the gifts I mean, don't get me wrong. I do, right? Of course, of course. But, like... And my husband gave me this amazing what did he card. So he gave me some clothes from this, like, Pact. It's an online, like, uh, environmental clothing store. Oh, nice. It was very nice. And he gave me this amazing card. Like, wrote, you know, very romantic stuff. Aww. And I was just, like... Yeah, that's why I married you. Right. <laughs> but you see, that's different. Those are, like, yeah, very yeah. personalized details. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like, here's a lotion, here is a perfume, here yeah. is, like, something that, you know, you already have. Like, for us, the same, Sebastian. Like, he woke up really early before I woke up. Even Luna, he drove to Trader Joe's, got us flowers for the moms, for me, my mom, and um, Monica. Um, my mother-in-law and he also made some pancakes for us um, and what else did he do he got me this shirt from this brand I think they're from California and it's and I had linked it on his Instagram like I shared it with him yeah. because I that's what I do for gifts like I'll share it with him I'll be like 
oh, look, this is what I like. <laughs> so he got the shirt that I like. It said, Mom, Mama Knows Best, which oh, since I like... Nice. Since I saw it, I was like, this is for me. Like, because you don't understand how many, how much unsolicited advice I get as a mom. I'm yeah, sure you know. we all do, I think. So I was yeah. like, I feel empowered. I'm going to put this shirt, and I'm going to be like, show you the middle finger, kind of, in yeah, a way. Exactly. Be like, you know what? Don't mess with me, mm-hmm. at least. But I thought that was really cute that he got me that. That's so cute. Yeah. Those gifts are the ones that we live for on Mother's Day. Yeah, it's personalized. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was for us Mother's Day. And now we're going to jump into our topic. Yeah, we're going to talk about feeling alone in motherhood. And I know we did a post on our Instagram account. And then we did it on Facebook. Um, and some of you commented back, you know, on the awareness of this topic and how we should really talk about it and share with our mamas, you know, how important it is that we do feel alone sometimes in motherhood. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know that. And that's okay, but they should be informed. Mm-hmm. If you have kids or not, you know, just to help a mama out. Right, yeah. And help yeah. each other. It's such an important topic that I feel it doesn't get included often in books or in dialogue, like even conversations with other moms. Like, we don't share that we're feeling alone. We don't share that we're struggling with something. It's always like the perfect day, the perfect baby, like all the perfect things, but not like the things that really matter yeah which i think our feelings our emotions yeah the real raw the real raw stuff so i that's why we wanted to start off this episode talking about feeling lonely in motherhood so we'll start so um i'm gonna start Mm -hmm. um and i would say because i'm an only child i'm used to just being by myself but you know when i became a mom it's it became a total different story just because I had so much to say and I had so many questions and I was undoubtedly alone, you know. Um, so that's when I really started to feel lonely. Like, I need I need a mom. And I think, Adri, you were there for me. Always. Because you were the only mom Aww. that I really had. You know, yeah. the only mom friend. And if it weren't for you, I wouldn't say that you know I shed a light on the problems that I had after that because I was lonely you know like postpartum depression and this you know intrusive thoughts and stuff that I couldn't just say to my family right because they would be alarmed yeah honestly they would but you know I found out that all of these things happened because I was feeling alone and not communicating Mm -hmm. um and I think I was used to not communicating just because I grew up very much alone mm-hmm. um, but the first day I think I felt alone um, was in motherhood was when we were leaving the hospital when I had Olivia and I think my husband was rushing out you know she was on the car seat mm-hmm. she was ready to go and Nick was just like walking so fast and I had just had a C-section. Oh, no. And he was just, like, speed walking, not even looking back. Oh, my God. And here I am, like, holding onto the wall, barely walking, in so much pain, you know? Like, but inside, I was laughing. 
I was actually laughing that he was like he just left with his baby and like didn't look back. You know right. what I mean? He's like, yeah, tengo lo que vine. That's it. I just got my baby and I'm leaving. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm finally with my baby. I'm right. going home. That's it. Bye. Bye, Tati. <laughs> and like, I'm just like walking so slow, but laughing and in so much pain. So, so many different emotions. Yeah. And then when he saw me, he finally, he was finally like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, shit, I didn't even like see you. Like, I'm sorry. And he waited for me, and I was like, I was just laughing, and I was like, no, it's okay. But every day in motherhood from that day on, I f- go back to that experience, and I'm like, this is what motherhood is like. It's like, it's freaking painful, and you're alone, and you have family, but you feel alone most of the time, you know what I mean? But also, you can't do much but laugh at yourself sometimes, you know? That's how you you cope with it. You That's how I've I've coped like humor with it. And laughter. Obviously, sometimes it's not humor and it's mm-hmm. not laughter. It's not good. But I feel like that was my first step. Your experience mm-hmm. with that, and like my first step in feeling lonely in motherhood. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's seems to have been so much there already. Said you know, like you're walking out of the hospital and. You know, your husband's, like, speeding, and, you know, you are left on your own, like, in this yeah. state where you're, like, you just gave birth, and you're fat, fragile and yeah. vulnerable. So vulnerable. So, yeah, I mean, I can totally relate. I think for me as well, like, I think just giving birth. I mean, I gave birth, and I felt the stream of emotions sink in, like, every emotion. I was happy. I was sad. And then I also felt alone because I, I thought, like, this is it. Like, this child is in my care, and that's it. Like, I am, it's, I felt like maybe I had thoughts that this was just my responsibility. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, who's going to help me out now? Like, um, obviously, Sebastian was there for the first month um, from our postpartum. He was there, so we were able to try to adjust you know yeah. with a new baby um because we also have a dog and a rabbit so that was very challenging because we had to introduce the baby to the dog and you know we had to take some steps but in order for them to get like to a good place and my dog was like she was great from the beginning so I'm happy for that that's good but um but yeah it feels like this big responsibility is handed to you like you give birth you have this huge responsibility this baby this Mm -hmm. human so you know I went home my husband was there like I said but then after a month he went back to work so for me that's when I that emotion hit me where I was like I I had thought that motherhood in my motherhood experience I was gonna be surrounded by women like my mother, my mother-in-law, my sisters, other women in my life. I don't know. I just felt like I was joining a community. Like mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm a brand new mom. I'm going to be surrounded by people that are going to help me. And and I'm, this is not to say that I didn't have that, but after Sebastian went to work that the first month, the month after Luna was born, like I just handled things on my own. I did, like, day-to-day things. 
I was on my own. Um, wow. if it If it wasn't for, like... Like, there was moments where I had to call my mom. Like, she, the thing is that our family work... They work. Like, my mom, my dad, my sister... Um, Sebastian's family also like everybody's sort of like busy so there isn't that opportunity to come and help because I know they would but I just I dealt with those things on my own like every day to day it was like go walk the dog and figure out how to get the dog like your your baby (laughs) on this carrier and you know feeling pain you know I was still healing going I live on a fourth floor walk up so you know, every day I had to do that and to get the dog outside because she has to go out three times a day. So, wow. you know, Sebastian would walk her in the morning and then I'd have to, I'd have to go outside with the dog and Luna. So I think that was very, like, it was an adjustment. Yeah. Like, once I figured out it was fine, like, I'm still doing it. Um, but I think the day-to-day was lonely. Yeah. It was me breastfeeding constantly it was me changing diapers constantly and not interacting with anyone like I would be on social media but even I think social media was horrible for me I don't recommend it honestly like the first three four months of your giving birth like just delete that because I was seeing people out I was seeing people living their life People that I was following, they were out and having fun, mm-hmm. and I was home. I was home alone with a newborn, and just thinking to myself, like, did I make the right de- decision? Is this what I wanted? Why am I not happy? Why don't I feel happy? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know about you, how your experience with social media was. Same. Day. I think it, social media can get toxic to a point where, like. Yes, you don't want to look at it because you're, you're seeing what other people are doing and they look happier or they look happy, you mm-hmm. know, quote unquote. Right. Um, and it's just like a facade. Mm-hmm. I think some accounts do tell the truth right. about their lives, but that's it's not a lot. It's not many. And, you know, the people that you know, like your friends, people that you went to high school with, they're not going to share that they're having a shitty day. Mm-hmm. Or that their life isn't perfect. They're always going to say, I'm happy. This is what I'm doing. I went out and I had drinks with my friends. I have this. I have that. Yeah. And as a mom, you know, brand new mom, you're home, you're watching this, and you're like, this sucks. I don't want to be breastfeeding. I don't want to be changing diapers. I want to be out there. I want to have a drink. Or I want to be going to the movies. I don't know. Something. So I think... Traveling, relaxing Traveling, at the relax. beach. Any image you can see on Instagram because it's like there's so much too. Yeah. So I, for me, I think like I deleted it at some point because I my depression hit and I was just like this is not helping me. It's not helping me heal and also like yeah it was it was rough seeing those things. But so um, would you say that's what triggered? I think social media you to feel lonely triggered and and the fact that I was alone like day in and day out my every day I was alone um like I said I would reach out to my mom when like one time I got mastitis oh yes um which was not the first time I feel like I got at least two times in my breastfeeding journey but I which is another episode Yes, we will talk more journey. about breastfeeding and mastitis. Um, 
but I did get that, like the early signs, and I had to reach out to my mom after work, after from after she got out of work. I said, Mom, can you come? Because, like, I have a fever. You know, my breast is hurting. I don't know what's happening. Like, I was crying. I was holding Luna and crying on the floor and talking to her. And she's like, yeah, I'll come over for sure. Like, what do you need? And she came over. But those were rare moments because, you know, I think with family... There is support, but I think we don't communicate it. Mm. I don't think I communicated it to anyone. Like, my mom, because I feel close to her, but my dad, no, or, like, my sister, my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law, my brother. Like, I just didn't. It was more like, this is my responsibility. I have to deal with it on my own. You felt like you had to go through it by yourself. By myself. Mm. I was like, no... This is my choice. I chose to have a baby. Now it's up to me. Like, why do I have to ask for help? And I don't know if it's common from, I, like, a yes. Latina perspective. Yeah, same thing, same exact thing happened to me because unlike you, I was lucky enough to have my mother-in-law, Luz, be with me. I think the first three months of Olivia being a newborn and she was there like cooking for me and taking care of me and the baby like watching the baby while I showered or while I ate oh my god that's amazing I know and my mom was there too not every day but you know every time that she could go she would and my cousin mm -hmm. um she was also there so I had the three you know most amazing women taking care of me the first how incredible is that yeah it was I think those three months, I was fine because I had them taking care of me and Olivia, but still my insecurities and social media didn't help me. Yeah, yeah. And but would you agree that, you know, maybe that also, like, prevented you from feeling that loneliness yes. so early on because if, you, were, you had a yes. support system, right? I mean, if I had them for my entire I think five months postpartum I would have never felt lonely but unfortunately after you know they stopped coming and my cousin went back to Colombia and my mom you know was catching up with work mm -hmm. I did feel lonely yeah because yeah. I was alone right and and I feel that it's so important to have support system early mm -hmm. on at least those first three months yeah. And so, you know, we don't reach out to family members. I didn't reach out. I mean, like I said, I felt like I need I just had to deal with it, but I if there's one thing I can leave this conversation from, like just share something with moms is like don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. Like those three first months they are very challenging like for you emotionally and physically. And you need a support system. And if you do have a good relationship with those people in your life, ask for help. Mm -hmm. I think that if you ask, they will come. But And also, they could be supporting you but not be there because they're too busy. So I think it's important to ask for them to actually be there. Right. And for people visiting, like ask them to come and bring food. Like, what are you bringing? I feel that's going to be another episode, too, Tati, because, <laughs> yeah. you know, how to 
just interact or how to come visit a new mom. Yeah. Because I, <laughs> I had a lot, a lot of thoughts and feedback on that. And um, we can talk more about that in another episode. Yeah, I think that... Um, and also finding mom, mama friends. Oh, my God, yes. I yes. think that's what saved us. Yes. It did. I mean, it was always great for you and I. Like we we text, we would text each other and be like, "This happened," you know. This is what's happening to me, and I feel I did receive a lot of feedback from you and a lot of help, and it was reassuring. It was. It was that we had each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thankful that we had each other. Yeah, too. same here. Because we shared our experiences. We and did. We went through it together, sort of. Yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> even if we didn't, couldn't see each other because mm-hmm. we live so far. Yeah. Adi lives in Queens and I live in Brooklyn. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it was tough, but you know, knowing that we have each other, it's it helped. It does. Mm-hmm. I think yes, coping with the loneliness and those feelings, definitely for me, like having another mom friend helped. That for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Also, what helped me a lot was um, going back to work. Going back to work. Yes. Yeah. Because I had time to think of other things, you know, other than just taking care of my baby. Yes. Yeah. Um, it helped me a lot, and I was I had the time for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I was becoming intellectual. Like I, I was working. Yeah. So I wasn't just being. A mom. Right. Yeah. No, for sure. Like, having a routine, going back to your routine, yeah, helps. You know, you get out of the house, you take the train, you get your coffee. I mean, all those little things that they are so important. And they're so important because you're like, oh, my God, por fin. Like, it's me. It's yeah. my time. It's not like, here, I have to breastfeed. Here, I have to pump. Here, I have to, like wash and put away clothes or cook or all those other things that are like you're catering to someone else of course your child but this is like your one thing you go to work it's you yeah it's you it is important we're not used to catering to a baby our entire lives right we're used to just taking care of ourselves right because we're first time moms yeah exactly it is a big adjustment Mm -hmm. like a big shift in your life That should not be taken so lightly, I feel. And, you know, it shouldn't only... The conversations or the education shouldn't only be on, like, pregnancy. Because there is so much information on pregnancy. And, you know, the baby has developing... You know, I had those apps. The apps that would tell you, Oh, the baby center app? Yeah, yeah, like, oh, Mm. this week your baby's the size of this. And it was great. It was beautiful. I, You know, we had a great time, Sebastian and I. Every Friday we would, like, read out loud, like, the baby's the size of this. And it was exciting. It was. But... We never planned the postpartum. We didn't know. (laughs) Like, it was just assumed, like I said, it was assumed that everybody was going to be around to help. I even think I told Sebastian, I was like, oh, so, like, can we ask your mom if she can, like, stay here for, like, a week or so? We didn't because we just didn't. But in my mind was like, we're going to need help, right? Like, we're going to need people cooking. But, you know, it's also my personality. Like... I've always been very independent in a way. Yeah. Like cooking or cleaning my space or for myself. Like, I just always want to take care of everything. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I want to take care of Sebastian. I want to take care of the dog. I want to take care. So I also think that I don't. I didn't give an opportunity for people to like come and help. But looking back, I'd say like it's so fundamental to plan your postpartum time. Like, yeah. To have a plan. Definitely. Have with a plan. friends and family. Family, of course. Like, you need to tell them, like, so, are you going to come here and, like, walk my dog, like, <laughs> every day? Or, like, when you get the chance? Or, oh, can you bring me food? Or can you take the baby for a little bit? I just need to sleep. Oh, my God, like that. Yeah. Oh or shower. God. Or shower. Eat. Or use the bathroom. Or use the bathroom. Oh, right my now. God. Like, I think all Brush those my things. Teeth. <laughs> <laughs> all those things, they just, they don't help. And I, for me personally, I feel they were the reason for why I got postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. I think my birth was very traumatic, and then I rushed into motherhood. Like, I ru- I'm talking about, like, I gave birth, I got out of the hospital, I got home, and I was like, I need to take care of this, or I need to do this, and take care of a baby. And, like, I was trying to get back to my life. You were on a race. I was, Sebastian was like, do you want to just like, like, you want to just sit and watch a movie? No, no, we have to do laundry. I mean, I don't know. I felt very disconnected from what had happened. Like, I felt like I had the baby, but my life still continued. I was like, I need to take care of things. Or maybe it was those emotions, those hormones that something was off. Yeah. Like, I think I wasn't, I was trying not to deal with having a baby. Mm. Like, I was like, no, I need to distract myself. So I need to get a to-do list. I need to do all these things. I see. That was my experience. And I think, like I said, those things were the reason why I got postpartum depression. I, I guarantee it. I, yeah, loneliness leads to all, all of these of other, you know, mental problems. They do. And yeah. I know it's also hormonal. Like, I know postpartum depression is also hormonal and all these things, all these other factors. But I do think it plays a big part like not having the support system yeah because imagine if we had a group of mamas like right then oh and God. there yes just like helping us through it you know yeah. or our grandmas or you know i i have a pic like i have this image of like i had an image of giving birth and being surrounded by women me like, too como mi abuela mi mama like just there like caring for me yeah. taking care of me like yeah, I don't know. I had this very nurturing feeling, and it was the complete opposite. Yeah. Because, like I told you, I was on a roll. Like, I was just like, I need to clean. I need to do this. I, my mom was like, don't you need to, like, rest? And I was like, no, I'm feeling better. Like, I, I don't have pain, no. I was all over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had the support system. I had my mom and my in-law and my cousin, like I mm-hmm. said. And it was great. But then afterwards, I was like... I was, like, flying, and then I dropped, you know? Yeah. And then it was, like, a punch in the face. Like, you are by yourself. Now you have to handle this by yourself. Yeah. And all day, from morning to night, it's just you. Yeah. With your crying baby and your, like, need to just do your thing, like, take care of yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, clean, cook and do all this stuff. Yeah, because there's so much pressure, too, because you, you know, like I said, this is your home, this is your baby. You have to worry about cooking. You have to worry about the cleaning. 
it's just part of us Mm -hmm. you know we don't give ourselves a break because I would have I would have loved to have slowed down but my I feel that my personality doesn't allow me to slow down yeah and that's what happened too Mm. but and also maybe we didn't ask for help like when we should have yeah I know that's what happened to me I definitely did not ask for help. I didn't ask my husband for help, my mother-in-law, my mom. You know, I thought, I got this. Like, I'm strong enough. Yeah. And it's not... that. It's no big deal, but... Yeah. It is a big deal, and it's okay. Motherhood, like, giving birth and postpartum is, like, a big deal. It is. Like, a big deal. Looking back, I'm like, oh, my God, like... Things could have gone differently. But, you know, it is what it is. I, I'm i glad that I'm at a better place now. Um, like I mentioned in my post, it was something that I could not shake off. Yeah. I had these... It wasn't only alone. Like, for me, it was intrusive thoughts. And I was crying all the time. Yeah. And it was being... It was affecting my breastfeeding and me connecting with Luna like I did not feel any connection to Luna like for the first two months of her life you know it was a drag it was it was just like breastfeeding on demand and all sleep deprived so I had a lot of mixed emotions Mm -hmm. but it didn't shake off so I knew I needed to reach out and get some help um and luckily there is that help yeah and I looked for a therapist and a support group I went to some mommy groups, and I that was so helpful because I was listening to other women saying, like, yeah, like, I just want to sleep. Like, I don't want to do this. Like, I, you know, I just want to run away. And I was like, oh, my God, me too. Like, I had thoughts of running away. And I was like, I, is this me? Am I being a mom, bad mom? Do Was I not meant to be a mother? Maybe. But when I heard other women saying, like, I'm just tired. I just need a break. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. yes, I. that's exactly what I feel. Like, my life was all about myself and my husband, like, two, three months ago. And now we have a baby. And now it's all about my baby. Yeah. It's not about me. It's not about my husband or my dog or my... It's about this baby that I have to nurture and care for. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's not something that happens, like, gradually or mm-hmm. over time. Oh, my God. It's just something that is, like, dumped on you. Because you have the pregnancy, but then physically it's like... You know, two, three days you give birth. It's like, here's yeah. your baby. Now there's, like, all this pressure and, like, no sleeping no and sleeping. stress. And are you, you know, is, are you breastfeeding enough? Is, do you have enough in the milk? And, like, uh, it's yeah. so much. It's a lot. And I wish I, we would have gone to, like, postpartum classes or something like something. that. Like, they have um, yeah. prenatal think, classes, you know? Right. If, or a talk Yes. or something like yes. someone telling us you know after you have your baby this is what will happen and if you need to talk you can come here yeah. or you can yeah. you know yeah. talk to me mm-hmm. but unfortunately we didn't have we don't have that education that's not a thing I think now it is I I have been reading more up on it and I feel like now people are being more conscious about talking to new mothers more like following up like on colleges midwives like now they're trying to push that okay because i feel like it's become a big subject like postpartum depression yeah. it's become more like a mainstream like you know celebrities are speaking up about it mm-hmm. so i think that always of course it like 
it helps the rest of us because if celebrities are talking about postpartum depression then you know it's happening to regular women so now we need to talk about it yeah it's good but you know it's like it should always be part of our education it should um but yeah it's important to to know to educate yourself and so that's how you coped with it you yeah I looked out help I seeked out help I went to postpartum groups I talked to did a few therapy sessions like one-on-one um and then like because I recently have like felt feelings of depression Mm -hmm. like Luna is now 20 months she'll be 20 months tomorrow but I started getting these feelings again like around 17 months around like 17 months postpartum Mm -hmm. and I was like why I'm feeling alone because I'm at home because I'm by myself what do I need to do to feel better um I knew there are the support groups but I was like I need to just get on an app where I can meet other women other moms I can't just read some um some of their thoughts or have like a you know they have like a platform for you to talk and share stuff so I re I looked online and I found the app peanut I don't know if you've seen that one so I registered and I actually met up with one mom I did a play date with her and I think that was very motivating it helped me and my spirits like I felt like you know I have something to look forward yeah and that's how I think we can cope with that Mm -hmm. like just having a routine establishing a routine for yourself outside of like the regular baby and house chores just you know today I'm going on this play date because I'm actually like more like a stay at home mom now like I only work two days and I'm gonna go down to one day so I'm a stay at home mom and I need some activity during the week (laughs) yeah you need some adult interaction and yes (laughs) <laughs> so I'm like, how? Do, what do I do? Like, I'm tired of feeling lonely. I'm tired of feeling hopeless. What can I do for myself? So I went on that app. I went on the play date. It took me out of my comfort zone because we actually had to take the train to the play date. <laughs> and I was freaking out and I was anxious, but we did it. And nice. I, I felt so good because I think that also for us as women, like, we need to take that first step. Yeah. We have to acknowledge that we maybe have something, we're going through something, but there is a way out, mm-hmm. you know? There is a solution. And I, I'm learning that. I think motherhood is teaching me that for everything in life. Like Yeah, everything has a solution. It, there is. You just have to look for it and yeah. put the work. But there is. Put the work in and forget about your fears maybe yeah. sometimes. I think fears stop you. They yeah. do. They do. Um... But that's how I have been coping with my feeling of feeling alone and my postpartum depression. But how about you, your overall message? Um, just get some friends. Yes. I think what helped me was you. Yeah. Honestly, because if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have gone to that mommy group that we went to and realized that, you know, all the feels that I was feeling like intrusive thoughts and postpartum depression and all that stuff it was okay you know it was fine yeah and that's when I understood oh okay so I'm all right you know yeah there's nothing wrong um and that's what helped me like having you there so having 
mama friends, I think, is everything. Yeah. Having our tribe. Yes. And I to reinforce, that's exactly why we started this podcast. Yeah. Like, it led to that. That we felt alone. And that's why this is a big topic, because we started the podcast because of this. This is how everything started. Yeah. We mm -hmm. needed to create... We want to create a community yeah. of other moms. Um, of moms. To come of together. Moms to come together. Have a platform to talk to talk about you yeah. know subjects such as these that are not given a lot of light. Yes. Um, yeah, and share all of that. Right. Okay, so we're gonna take a break and we'll be right back. Yep. La soledad No me extraña tu presencia Casi siempre Hi everyone and we are back from our break and now we're going to jump into our segment and it's called Como llenas tu copa and this segment we will share our tips for self-care when you have a baby that you're giving your 24 hours of attention and care to and yeah Let's get started. So, Adri, ¿cómo llenaste tu copa? Okay, so for me, I'm going to talk about our date night in. I had a date night in with Sebastian. Um, it was on a Saturday after work. Um, we were both really tired, and we also didn't plan to have a babysitter, so it was kind of spontaneous. And so what we did is, like, we made some food, and we made some drinks, and we just watched the movie, like, at home, like... So what happened is he went to take out the dog and he took the dog and Luna out for like an hour. They went for a walk and I got ready. I went to take a shower because, you know, I was coming out of work. So I'm like yeah. sweaty and full of sugar and, you know, <laughs> flour and everything. So my hair was a mess. I'm like, I do not want to do a date night like this. So I was like, you know what I'm going to do? Like I'm going to shower, do my hair, put on nice clean clothes, makeup, And we weren't going out, but I felt like I wanted to do that for myself. Like, I felt good, you know? Mm -hmm. And we have we don't have a lot of dates because, obviously, we have a kid. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not that easy to have those dates. And, you know, we didn't plan anything. So we're like, let's just do something at home. And, like I said, I showered. He came back from walking um, Olive, our dog. I was sitting there, I was all ready, and he's like, whoa, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, that's great. Um, and yeah, we had, we put Luna to bed, and after she was sleeping, we both were in the kitchen cooking, and we made, he made some margaritas, and Yum. we were drinking, and laughing, and it, it was great. Like, that's it was awesome. just so nice to just connect, because, oh my God, like, it gets challenging, like, every day to connect. I'm tired, he's tired, so it's just like, we don't really want to talk. It's more like, we just want to lay in bed and yeah. maybe watch a show together and fall asleep. Mm -hmm. So, it was nice to do it at home, to That's have like nice. a different thing. Yeah. Because it like, keeps the relationship alive, because I don't know about you, but you know, you need those moments to connect, yeah. to really connect. And what I mean is like, you know, to have sex. Yes. Yeah. I'm mm -hmm. going to just say it. Yeah. It's fine. So... You need to establish, like, the pregame. Oh, Otherwise, it's nice. like, Ugh, what are we <laughs> doing here? You know? Yeah, I understand. Although, I don't do that, but, yeah. 
I haven't had the but time. But you don't have sex, Tati. Oh, no, I do. I do. <laughs> we do, but it's just the pregame. You know, for us, it's... Um, not not doable, unfortunately. No. Maybe someday we will. <laughs> well, I'll let my, my hubby listen to this and get inspired. Right. <laughs> Nick. And be like, uh, let's do a date in our house. Right. Just kidding. I think next week we're going to have a date. So oh, I'm excited good. about that. Nice. But for this week, how did you fill your copa? I <laughs> did not go to work on Monday. <laughs> That's how I filled my cup. It was very nice. I just stayed home. Of course, it was nice because I had my mother-in-law helping me with Olivia. So we kind of shared work. So she was taking care of Olivia and I was doing other stuff like cooking and, you know, showering or whatever it was. And then we went out with Olivia, and we stayed out for the whole afternoon, and it was a beautiful day Oh, out. it's such a beautiful day. It was such a nice day. I was so glad I um, I stayed home from right. work. Right, you took a personal day. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and that's I think that's how I filled my cup, because I kind of... I remember it's, you know, it's nice. It's nice to be home. I work so much. It's nice to stay home with Olivia and go out and cook and do all this stuff. Of course, I had help mm-hmm. but it's still nice yeah to get the help i think yeah. that's the important part i think that's why i like feel that's how i feel that i filled my cup right you feel because, good yeah because i had her help right if not then I, it would probably had been a regular monday right. exactly yeah exactly that's nice i'm glad you got to do that and not only her help but like someone to talk to an oh. adult you know yes like an adult to like go out and say, "Oh, look at this," or "Look at that," right. or like, "Oh my God, it's just, just like someone. so important." Yeah, because obviously you can't do that with a baby. <laughs> no, I mean you're like mama, dada, and like you know that's it. It's like yeah, they tell you they want mas or or yeah or you know no. Those are the words that you get from a toddler. Oh yeah, these days. But um, Olivia's Olivia's she's doing sentences now. Oh, I know. Nice. In Spanish. It's fancy That's baby. great. She, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's like no 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 carro, no 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 moto. Oh, how nice. I know. She's yeah. She's the best. Great. So yeah, this is how we fill our copas, and just a reminder to all the mamas and papas out there, like. Go fill your cup. There are simple things that we can do for ourselves that can make us feel better. And if you feel good, mm-hmm. you know, you could parent better or you could feel good about parenting. So I think that's how they're both linked. If yeah. you are not feeling good about yourself because you feel like there's an aspect of your life you're not taking care of yourself, then I think you get more frustrated at home, you know? You, like, you, your tolerance is just, like, minimal like you don't tolerate as much like the tantrums or if something goes off it's like a big dramatic thing as opposed to if you're taking care of yourself you're like oh it's not a big deal yeah it's not oh i don't have to cook to i don't have this okay i'll order in and it's not a big deal or my kid had a tantrum let's let me just sit and help her understand her emotions and then i can be fine i can't take it personal i won't take it because i feel good about myself so I think those are the key parts into the segment why we started it because it's beneficial for our all our family, not for only ourselves, but for our husbands, our partners, 
our mothers, everyone. everyone. If we feel good as mamas, we are going to project it. Yeah, definitely. If you have a clear mind and you're happy, then you're going to be a good mom. Not and a not even a mom. good mom. It's more like feeling good about what you're yeah. doing, you know, in your motherhood journey. Bueno, pues, we are motherhood, and we hope you enjoyed our second episode. As always, you can reach us on social media, on Instagram and Facebook at madre underscore hood. And if you would like to send us an email, you can reach us at madrehoodthepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we would also like to give a special shout out to Sebastian for editing our episode and to La Huerta for letting us use their song. Thank you. Bye bye. Mañana llenar sus copas. A llenar las copas. Ciao. <laughs>